0: So before we start today's podcast, we'd like to talk to you a little bit about one of our favorite sponsors, Molly's Spirits. If you appreciate unique and special, well, then Molly's is your place to get your beer, wine, and liquor. And boy, you're going to be thrilled you did. All it takes is a visit to one of their two locations. Or if it's more convenient, you can hop online at mollyspirits.com. Check their unbelievable selection of any kind of booze that floats your boat. And we all need to get our boats floated from time to time. Not only do they have the brands we all know and love, but there's so many unique choices. From wines, from literally all over the world, to every kind of spirit you can imagine. And a craft beer selection that will keep you coming back for more and more. We would be remiss if we didn't mention one of the most impressive things about Molly's is their commitment to Colorado companies. There's always aisles devoted to... ...to just our state's brands, from the ones you know to the ones that you're just finding out a little bit more about and delighted to discover. It's really something to be very proud of. There's a few ways to enjoy Molly's selections. As we said, you can stop by one of the two locations at Lakeside, which is 44th and Harlan, or the Greenwood Village location in the Arapaho Marketplace next to Sprouts. Another way to enjoy Molly's is to check out the website MollysSpirits.com. You can get your order through contactless curbside pickup. Did we mention Molly's also delivers? Well, if we didn't, they do. So, what are you waiting for? Molly's Spirits. It's a land of adult beverage discovery. (music)
1: This episode of the Dave Logan Podcast with Julie Browman. With the NFL salary cap going down this year, what can you expect from
0: this offseason? You're going to see in the next couple of weeks before March 17th, you're going to see some big, big name NFL players released. What's Dave's take on no charges being pressed against Von Miller? Hey, maybe things happen behind the scenes that I'm unaware of. I can't imagine there was some sort of deal cut. I don't know. I don't think so. But again, on face value, no charges filed, and yet all we talked about for about a month was the fact that the Douglas County Sheriff Department was investigating Von Miller. After George Payton's presser last week, what does Dave hope the Broncos do in the upcoming draft? We've got to replenish this roster, and we've got to replenish it with good young players. Julie thinks she can stump Dave on some NFL trivia, or not.
1: Have you seen this list?
0: I have not. I promise you, Ab.
1: okay, so give me the top five because you're right on Elway and then you're right on luck.
0: Are those the top two? Yeah. And what has Dave celebrating? I'd celebrate. You know, just uh, clenched a fist <laughs> and thrust it into the air and said, yes. All that and more on this episode of the Dave Logan podcast. This is the Dave Logan podcast. Dan, welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brown. we're back at it. Podcast number 69.
1: Yeah! Mm-hmm.
0: Back on my numbers.
1: You never lost your numbers. Well, I,
0: but I was off one of the last two weeks, right?
1: No, you were. Yeah. Um, so what's up? How you been? I'm good. Do you know what today is?
0: Today is International Women's Day. Boom! Is it, international, is it International Women's Day or International Women's Day?
1: International Women's Day. Women? Yeah.
0: Okay, plural.
1: Yeah. Um, beside- well, let me salute you. Okay, go.
0: Oh, that's it.
1: <laughs> Don't you have a speech?
0: <laughs> no. I mean, I've known you for 30 years and uh-huh. think highly of you, and you're very good at what you do. Oh, thank you. You're welcome.
1: Besides your mom, who is the most influential woman... Or like just a woman you look up to besides me and your mom.
0: Besides you and my mom? Uh <laughs>
1: just who's a kick ass woman? My aunt. Aunt?
0: Aunt. Aunt. Okay. My aunt. My aunt. And Joyce.
1: Yeah. Why?
0: In Dallas. Because she she's um she's so much like my mom.
1: Oh, so sassy. Uh
0: strong. has has a very strong, mm-hmm. independent you know just just a great person mm-hmm. has a has a uh, sort of an interesting perspective on life yeah funny smart she was a school teacher okay back in the day All right. but she and my uncle cliff um, are now in a in a uh, assisted living home uh-huh. they're both uh, i believe 87 but still very very with it very sharp and so she would be
1: Is she my choice
0: She's in Dallas. In
1: Dallas. Is most of your family in, in Texas?
0: All of my mother's side. Okay. Yeah.
1: Texas? My mom was
0: born and raised in Texas. Wow. Raised on a farm. Yeah. So, right. yep.
1: Okay. Uh, what's going on with you?
0: Uh, other than celebrating International Women's Day, um, which does take a lot of time <laughs> to uh, to celebrate. <laughs> no, just, uh, you know, this is kind of, again, the, the downtime of year. Uh-huh. the draft is I believe seven weeks from this coming Thursday yeah so you start to take a look at some of the some of the the kids coming out some of the players coming out and uh, obviously you're in tune with or at least I am what the Broncos may or may not do mm-hmm. um, they well,
1: tell us if you're in tune with it
0: Well no I just try to no I, I don't mean that they they don't give me any, any inside information I just in I'm interested in what they may or may not do they did uh, tender. Both uh, Alexander Johnson and Tim Patrick, no surprise there. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if other teams actually uh, will give, give those guys contracts that would make the Broncos step back and say, hmm, we wonder what we should do. I think this year it's going to be tougher on a lot of free agents because the salary cap is going to come down for the first time, maybe ever. Uh, It hadn't happened much, but the salary cap will diminish by, I believe it's about $11 million. So you're going to see, I think, fewer guys. I mean, your top top free agents are not going to be affected. They still will command significant money and be able to do what they want to do. But I'll tell you what, you're going to see in the next couple of weeks before March 17th, you're going to see some big, big name NFL players released. Not because they can't play, but because... They're in the category of making too much money, and teams have to find ways to cut based on – Covid nineteen, they've got to find ways to cut that roster price.
1: So the salary cap this year dipped to one hundred eighty five million. It was uh, there was a projected twenty twenty one cap of two ten, so that's a lot. Now, do you think though the NFL? I think it's
0: going to be less than that. I think it's going to be like one seventy eight.
1: Okay. Do you think though that some teams in the NFL are just using this as a way to save some money by saying, well, I think everybody
0: in the NFL, including really rich uh, NFL owners, were affected by COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think businesses, I mean, I think people everywhere in the world, most everybody has had some form of financial situation with COVID-19. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I, I think the group of guys on their second contracts, and I said this a little bit earlier today, that are making $9, $10, 11000000 million per year, that if COVID-19 had not hit, I think they would be, a lot of them would be just fine. But because it did, that's the group that NFL front office people look to and say, listen, we either give you a chance to, to redo your contract mm-hmm. and take a lot less money, maybe half, or we're going to release you. So I, I think you'll see some pretty interesting names again before March 17th.
1: Would Von Miller be one of those interesting names? What's I, your gut feeling?
0: I don't think so. I think, and and George Payton in his uh, press conference recently said that uh, they want to keep Vaughn, uh, that they're working through some issues you know, it came back, The there were no charges filed. I, I just think, stop and think about that. No charges filed, and yet his name was on the front page of papers. His name was drugged through the mud. I have no idea what happened. I have no idea, really. Um, there have been some interesting posts, social media posts, that led us to believe that maybe it was... The, the girlfriend and and he, and there were some things that happened between them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But for, for charges never to be filed, it, it just, I, I know you pay a price for being a celebrity, but to me, that seems totally unfair.
1: You see things on the news and automatically you think, oh, what happened here? Sure. And then cases like this happen and you realize that it's not, you're not, always guilty I don't know what this the case of Von Miller's was but
0: well anymore case, I mean it's been this way for the last few years and there are a lot of uh, a lot of entities that are guilty of this you're looking for clicks and what you know if you mention a celebrity's name yeah you're going to get people that read the headlines and say whoa let me click on this so you know it's it's the way it is I don't know I don't know that that's going to change I don't know how you would change it But I do think in this particular case, it sure seems to me to be wholly unfair. Now, maybe, hey, maybe things happen behind the scenes that I'm unaware of. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine there was some sort of deal cut. I don't know. I don't think so. But again, on face value, no charges filed. And yet, all we talked about for about a month was the fact that the Douglas County Sheriff Department was investigating Von Miller.
1: You mentioned George Payton, you mentioned the draft. He said when he spoke to the media last week, he said, "We're going to we're open to any position with that first pick. We're going to take the best player that can help this football team. It doesn't matter if it's a quarterback, if it's a safety, what player, what position." Do you agree with that philosophy?
0: Well, he's basically, I mean, he's he's doing exactly what I was told George Payton would do when he became the GM of the team. He's he's not going to be, be a guy No, he's not going to be a guy that will you know, want to talk to the media about a few things. He's very smart. He'll he'll say things that really when you stop and break them down, you don't know any more uh, about <laughs> right. what the Broncos are doing after he said what he said than he did before. Yeah. So, yes, I mean, a general philosophy. I, I would be very hopeful that the Broncos would be open to anything. I mean, this team needs uh, talent. They need an infusion of talent, although they do have some good young players do I, do I really think the Broncos might draft a quarterback and stay if they stay with that ninth pick? I don't think so, but I guess it's possible. I think it would be much more likely that the, the Broncos trade back, that they move out of the ninth pick, that they move back and get multiple picks. I mean, if you're George Payton, you have a six-year deal, you look at this roster and you say, listen, we, we've got to replenish this roster and we've got to replenish it with good young players. He is a draft guy. He he, I think his mo is to build a really stable, good franchise through the draft and then supplement it with free agents. I mean, if you went back to John Elway, you know, it it sort of worked in reverse. I don't know if that was John's mo, but John was better with free agents than what we saw in the draft, but. So I, I it wouldn't surprise me if they try to get as many picks as they possibly can, high picks, mm-hmm. and then the key, you can't miss. You can't miss as many times as the Broncos have missed in the last probably four or five years and not experience what they've experienced.
1: Let me throw some names at the quarterback position if they decide at number nine to take one of those Top quarterback prospects: Ohio State's Justin Fields, BYU's Zach Wilson, North Dakota State's Trey Lance, or Alabama's Mac Jones.
0: Which well, one? For, of first of all, Zach Wilson has no chance to slide to nine, okay. none. So you can take him off your list. Okay. The other guys, maybe. And I saw a report today that had Justin Fields sliding to nine. I, I saw a lot of Justin Fields. I saw more of Fields than I did of Zach Wilson, and I didn't think Justin Fields had had necessarily a great season. I saw a couple of games that you know, he just he just didn't look as sharp as we had seen him in the past. And then he played, I thought he played really well against Clemson. And then I think Alabama's a better team, but I think people would say probably didn't play as well against Alabama, although I didn't think he played poorly. If Justin Fields would slide to 9, I'd have to look at that. I mean, I'd have to. I'd have to really consider uh, taking him. My answer today on the what is this? The eighth. Is. My answer today would be no. I wouldn't take him, but I would definitely. I definitely consider it. I would. I would definitely take a look at that. Um,
1: Where was he really projected to go? I mean, you say slide to nine. Where have you seen him? top
0: top three or four? Oh
1: wow, that, mm.
0: top three or four. Yeah, I mean, there was a time. Before this year, this COVID-19 football season, I mean, there were some people that were split on whether it would be Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields with the first overall pick. And, you know, he just, he didn't, he looked at times that he could be confused. He looked at, he threw into coverage at times. He didn't look as polished this year as he looked last year. I mean, last year was just an unbelievably good season for Justin Fields and Ohio State. Mac Jones, I I don't see it at nine. I know a lot of people are projecting that. I think he's very smart. He obviously reads defense as well. I don't see the overall arm strength. And I'll tell you something else I don't see. I don't see the athletic ability from Mac Jones that the league nowadays sort of requires. Mac Jones is a throwback to that pocket passer, that guy who gets rid of the football. You can still win with guys like that but it's getting more and more rare, right? So I I, don't, I would not entertain the idea of drafting Mac Jones at nine.
1: Is he more talented than Drew Locke?
0: I, I wouldn't say so. Again, I haven't studied Mac Jones. I haven't broken down Alabama film, but I saw Alabama play a lot of games. He had a, he had a hell of a good year. I mean, really um, terrific year. Very accurate with the ball. Looks like he knows exactly where to go with the ball smart, he's big, he just doesn't move very well. I mean, hey, listen, if, I mean, you can win, I think you can win at the next level, the NFL level with Mac Jones. Uh, it it just, he he reminds me of Daniel Jones a little bit coming out of Duke. Although I think Daniel Jones is a better athlete than Mac Jones.
1: How do you prepare for the draft? How do you personally, I mean, do you start now?
0: Well, I mean, it, it helps that I'm a huge college football fan. So at yeah. least I've seen a few of these guys. Right. And now yeah, you start, you start uh, sort of researching some of the top picks mm-hmm. and uh, teams. I mean, you work on the Broncos since that's the team that uh, that I broadcast for. So,
1: are you squirreled away in your office, like geeking out?
0: Squirreled away? Yeah. No, I just <laughs> no, I just walk in the office like I own it. Um, no, I mean, I, yeah, you 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 watch you watch as much tape as you can get your hands on. Mm-hmm. There's ways to get tape, and especially with with that position, you're always interested. In the quarterback position, mm-hmm. I mean, there there are some that forecast this year that the top four picks could all be quarterbacks. I don't think that's ever happened in NFL history, mm-hmm. but the league is under such pressure to find that guy because you can't win if you don't have that guy. You can't win. You can't win consistently.
1: Yeah. No, so we've, we've and the Broncos,
0: the Broncos have mm-hmm. found that out with the revolving door quarterback they've had mm-hmm. since Peyton Manning retired.
1: Before we take a break and play a little Dear Dave, which is always such a fun game. I thought you would think this is interesting. I saw Mel Kuyper's highest graded quarterbacks ever for the NFL draft. Let me guess. Let's start at 10.
0: Well, what, what year did Kuiper started like mid eighties, right? I don't know. You were probably was in, in high school. school. Yeah. Uh stole my line. Um, <laughs> what were you doing?
1: I would say balling I was still out. in the league. Yeah, balling out at a nightclub, Sugar bounce.
0: Yeah. Of course. <laughs> to uh to a little lakeside. Uh, fantastic a Voyage, and then, okay. uh, never mind. Sheik, you ever heard of Sheik?
1: I have. Grant, cue up the Sheik.
0: Um, so I would say, well, Elway. Elway was the top guy. He, he loved Andrew Luck. Yep.
1: Have you seen this list? I
0: have not. I promise you haven't.
1: Okay, so give me the top five, because you're right on Elway, and then you're right on Luck.
0: Are those the top two? Yeah. So this is, since the mid-'80s, the top Rated quarterback, the highest
1: graded quarterbacks ever for the NFL draft. Who's number but three? But from
0: Mel Kiper, yes. Let me think about this. Sipping water. Um, so since the mid '80s. So uh, come on,
1: you're going to kick yourself when you know number three. We hear number three. It's not
0: know. Troy Aikman.
1: No, Aikman. Would he was have been. nine.
0: Aikman was nine. Okay, so I've got three of the top ten. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been, um, well, Peyton Manning
1: three, there
0: okay.
1: you go. Uh, I'll tell you this four was Trevor Lawrence. That's how high he is on him.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a bit surprising.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, how about Eli Manning? Nope. Okay. Steve Young was already in the league, right?
1: Yeah. He's not on the list. Okay. Who else? How about in-
0: Patrick Mahomes?
1: No. Um Jim Kelly's 5. Okay. Andre Ware's 6.
0: Andre Ware? Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. No. Andre Ware was the 3rd pick overall in the draft. In what year? Uh that would have been let's see. That would have been Andre Ware came out of Houston. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I I am waiting. That would have been 91?
1: 90. Close. 90. Um, Drew Bledsoe was seven, Ryan Leaf was eight. Oh boy, Troy Aikman was nine, and Josh Allen was ten.
0: Yeah, he liked Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. He was he was uh, to his credit. Mm-hmm. See, I think Kuyper does a good job, I and mean, a lot of people bag on him. It, it's 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 unbelievably difficult to forecast first round quarterbacks and what their career is going to look like.
1: He did pretty good, actually. If you look at his right, yeah. I mean, he's okay. All right, we are going to take a break. We're going to tell you all about one of our fabulous sponsors. And we're going to tell you about how to subscribe to our podcast. When we come back, we're going to play a little dealer, Dave. Can't wait. The Dave Logan Podcast can be found at iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Remember to download, and if you like what you hear, share with your friends and subscribe. Remember, you can log on to our website, thedaveloganpodcast.com. Go to the Contact tab to ask us questions. We'll read them on the podcast. Most every question is fair game. Just keep it classy. It's thedaveloganpodcast.com, or you can send your question directly to us on Twitter, at DaveLoganPod or at JulieBrowman1.
0: Let me take a minute to talk about Boyer's Coffee, the legendary Rocky Mountain roaster with more than 50 years experience roasting right here in Denver. Boyer's Coffee is roasted fresh every week. If you put your nose right down to the laptop, you can almost smell it. And it's available at your local grocery store or, of course, online at boyerscoffee.com. A couple of things to tell you about as March is upon us. March 17th, it's their St. Patty's Day celebration, which means if you stop by the food truck at 73rd and Washington, you can get a buy one, get one free deal on drinks all day. And on March 20th, so just stay down there for three days, hang out. It's 15% off all bagged coffee from the coffee cottage. Can't beat that. If you can't make it to the food truck on 73rd and Washington or out to your local grocery store, let us remind you that another way and an easy way to get your Boyer's Coffee is just head to boyerscoffee.com. It's really simple. Any coffee lover will be truly in heaven checking out all the different roasts and flavors. They've got decaf and organic options as well as gift sets if you want to buy... Somebody's something special, why don't you get them a Boyer's Coffee deal as a present? They'd love it. Boyer's Coffee has been crafting Colorado coffee since 1965, and their beans are always hand-roasted at altitude and always fresh. I love it. Boyer's Coffee. Enjoy a cup today. Welcome back to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brown.
1: Sometimes I feel like you just humor me with our games.
0: Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, oh no. no. No, no, I'm 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 really into it. You you can't see because we're in different locations.
1: Yes. When we-
0: I, when I found out mm-hmm. at the end of the last segment that we were going to have dear Dave, mm-hmm. I celebrated during the break.
1: I didn't What would you do? How'd you celebrate?
0: You know, just uh clenched a fist <laughs> and thrust it into the air and said, "Yes." <laughs> I mean something like that. Okay. It's time for Dear Dave, do you have questions about the Broncos or your favorite sports team? Or is it dating and relationship advice that you need? Ask Dave. He has the answers.
1: Uh, this comes from Jill in Seattle. Actually, Jill listens a lot.
0: What's up, Jill?
1: Can you guys talk about what it means to tender Philip Lindsay? Why not sign a contract? Are they buying time? Justin Simmons franchise tag feels like they're buying time. What's the deal?
0: Yeah, uh, first with Simmons, I, th- I think that's, a, that's probably an appropriate way for you to look at it. I think a player, in this case Justin Simmons and his agent, would have preferred a long-term deal with guaranteed money uh, up front. And so in the negotiations, the Broncos evidently decided that the request of Simmons and the agent were more than they were willing to meet. Uh, I understand that Simmons did not... Although this has been reported, but I think erroneously so, Simmons didn't ask to be the top paid safety in the game. He wanted to be in the top five. That's fair. Now, I, I, I think it is too, but if you if you're going to commit that kind of money, then you have to wholeheartedly have a belief in that player as being worth every single penny. And I I, I, think, I, think the Broncos really like Justin Simmons. I know they like him off the field. But there's something missing that I cannot put my finger on that has just prevented them from getting the long-term deal done. And I, don't, I do not have any idea what it is. That's If I'm Justin Simmons, that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. And, and frankly, now this being the second consecutive year that he's going to play under the franchise tag, I, I think it's less than 50-50 that he is a long-term Denver Bronco. Now, I think it will depend on his mindset because they're not – I mean, are they going to offer him a long-term deal after this? I, I, I don't know. And he's going to be able to, if he just is patient, he'll be able to have complete and total freedom to negotiate with whomever he wants
1: to. Didn't George Payton, though, say that that was the highest priority? Yes,
0: yes. But if, if that's the highest priority – then why is he going to play this year on the franchise Mm -hmm. team? So, I mean, obviously, they're still a part, either guarantee-wise or number of years-wise or Mm -hmm. total package numbers-wise. But uh, Justin Simmons is a hell of a player, and he's great off the field. He's he's a locker room guy. He's a leader. Uh, I just can't quite put my finger on this, but it does seem strange to me.
1: It's like they want to seriously date him, but they don't want to marry him, to put in your guys' terms.
0: Oh, my guys's? <laughs> yeah. So what? What? So why is that? There, there must be something about him as you look at him as a potential uh, person to marry that you don't like.
1: That's what you're saying. That you really, really. Well, like. Well, give me
0: another. I mean, give me an alternative. What else could it be?
1: No, I think you're right. Yeah. I. I. Think so you're if you're right. Justin
0: Simmons, you're you're still making good money. You made good money last year. Good money last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you'll make good money this year, but you don't have the guarantee. I mean, players on that second contract look for stability and a guarantee and so far simmons hadn't had it
1: this comes from chip in hilltop dear dave just saw that a kobe bryant rookie card sold for almost 1.8 million dollars over the weekend mm. um it's making one of the most expensive basketball cards ever sold that seems crazy to me just curious though did you ever collect sports memorabilia growing up or did you collect anything else
0: yeah no i collected uh, cards and funny this past weekend Went down to the basement, pulled a few of the cards out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got cards all the way back to the '60s. I don't know. I'm going to take them into a sports collectible shop and just, I mean, have somebody tell me what they're worth. But I can tell you this: sports card collecting has sort of resurfaced in the last, I would say, 12 to 18 months. It it had died down. Now, all of a sudden, for whatever the reason, there is a huge market for sports cards collectibles. Is that what it Doing is? Doing
1: nothing. And we're like, oh, let's look at our cards.
0: Well, I mean, I guess that could be part of it. I saw, the, I saw the Kobe Bryant number.
1: Are all your cards just in a big box? Are they organized?
0: They're organized. They are? Well, when I say organized, they're stacked. I haven't put them. I had them team by team, but uh-huh. yeah. I mean, most of them, I, I looked at probably a third of them over the weekend. Most of them are really, the overwhelming majority are in great shape.
1: What's one of your... Favorite ones. Nobody knows your address. We can't come over and take them. Yeah.
0: Plus, I have two big dogs. Right. I mean, I've got an Otis Taylor card. I've got, uh, I was thinking about the Hall of Fame. I've got a Dick Butkus card. Um. I've got a Bart Starr Ooh. card. I've got a Johnny Unitas card, who was my all-time favorite player. i got a Raymond Berry card. He's in the Hall of Fame. Raymond was my receiver coach my first year as a wide receiver in the league. I've got a Gale Sayers card. So, but I mean, who knows what they're, what they're worth?
1: Right. This That's Kobe Bryant card, it. did you see it was only one of two? Yeah. I mean, it's it was so rare. Um, this one coming from- you, ever, you
0: collect sports cards? What did you collect? Dolls. Did you? What yeah. kind of dolls?
1: They were called Madame Alexander and they were- oh, they're
0: probably worth something now. They
1: probably are, except for my mom gets so mad at me. When I was growing up, you have to keep them. You know, everything has to be pristine. You have to keep them in the box- yeah, And I made grasshopper houses with my boxes for my dolls. So they're not quite worth
0: it. So your expecting. mom threw them out?
1: No, I still have them. Do you want some dolls?
0: Let me think. No, I don't Don't really require any dolls.
1: And then I, honestly, I collected everything Broncos I could get my hands on, like in high school. I so what
0: do you to. have this cool from your high school days at uh, where? Evergreen?
1: Oh, Colorado Academy.
0: Okay. What do you have that's cool? Like, what? what's a cool Julie Brownman Broncos piece of? Paraphernalia. I used to
1: write. I I used to write Louis Wright all the time because I was a crazy fan girl, and he wrote me back a couple times. He sent me. So you have a
0: handwritten letter from Louis Wright. I have
1: multiple and a Christmas card. He's my all-time favorite. I mean, how crazy is that? That some crazy teenage girl is writing him like, oh my God, you're the greatest ever. You're so great. It was
0: nice. It's not surprising because Louie's a really nice guy. Yeah. But it is kind of cool that he wrote you back.
1: It's so great. And we so where could- would
0: you take that? Take that to uh, Sports Collectible Shop and see if it's worth anything.
1: No, it's, I love that. I oh, love it means that.
0: something to you still.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. And I got to interview him, by the way. Um, I told you this. I interviewed him at altitude.
0: Did you tell we, him that you were the stalker kid when you were 16 years old? He remembered me. Did you really? And he
1: kept a couple of my letters. And his, he had, I mean, he played in a different day, right? Like he was telling me that after games, they would walk out to his car and people would be tailgating and he'd have a, like a hamburger yeah. with some of the fans. that was,
0: that was common.
1: Yeah. So he played in a different you era. know era. So, yeah. And I mean, he had to get a job after he, after he played. You Most know, he of was, us did. Yeah. But that nobody has to now, right? Well,
0: no, that's not true. I mean, the guys, the guys that are in the top ten percent of the league probably never have to work again if they don't choose to. But the majority of guys first of all, the the average length of an NFL career is still three years. Okay. I mean, let's just say let's say you come in as an undrafted college free agent, like Philip Lindsay. Okay. All right. You're, you're, so you
1: make a minimum of four or five hundred thousand dollars. So
0: you're saying if you make, let's just say five hundred, you make five hundred and you play three years, uh-huh. you got one point five million. Are you set for life?
1: No, but you do a little investing, and you don't have to take the first job that comes at you. Oh, you're right. What I'm wrong. What are you wrong? talking about? <laughs> That's, Dave, who, you know what? You're used to crazy money, but a million and a half to half. Uh, you're lucky You're person. now in a
0: different place for me. <laughs> my Here's my first four-year deal, and I was the Why? second pick of the Browns that year in the draft. I like right? fighting you. My first four years, mm-hmm. here's what I made. $30,000, $36,000, uh-huh. uh-huh. in my fourth year. I made fifty one thousand dollars. My fourth year in the league, I think I had sixty receptions for like a thousand yard right right close to that uh-huh. and made fifty one thousand dollars. And I thought I was I mean, I thought I was filthy rich.
1: <laughs> and then you worked on the off season as a bouncer, right?
0: Uh I don't know if you'd call that work. No, I wasn't a well, we did a lot of we worked in a in a bar, my roommate and I came back to Denver mm-hmm. and just worked, you know, either bartending or bouncing or dancing. or whatever.
1: Oh, you dance for money?
0: Of course. Oh, no, not not for money. Well, there there were... Never mind.
1: Never mind. Let's go on. Okay. Uh, This is Jeff and Conifer. I just saw that Dairy Queen and Loveland is the nation's number one store in the country. I saw that. I think that's something to be proud of. Side note, if you could only have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's Jeff and Conifer.
0: Oh, gosh. I'd like to live a long time. One food... I mean, that's the only food you get?
1: Yeah. You're not going to live very long.
0: (laughs) I'm probably going to take Yardbird, right? Because I got to have something protein, don't I?
1: Yeah, that's kind of boring though.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I love the soft, Dairy Queen, right? The soft serve ice cream? Yeah. I mean, I don't have it much anymore, but listen, I could walk in that Dairy Queen, seriously, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and every single day for a month, and get a large, not one of them little itty bitty ones, mm-hmm. a large bowl of soft swirl ice cream. And let, let, it comes out and it's circular and it sort of just goes to the top and then it <laughs> stays right there. Oh, I could eat a large, it's not called bowl, but a large. Every single day for a month. How much weight would you gain if you did that? I weighed today as 231 pounds. I could be in a month doing that. I would be 250.
1: Oh, yeah. They did remember there was a documentary. A guy just ate McDonald's every single day, and he gained like 30 pounds. It was it was bad. Almost killed himself. And almost killed himself. Okay. I don't, this is, I don't want to make this too depressing, but have you ever thought about what your last meal would be? I love you, how you
0: qualify this. <laughs> I don't want to make it too depressing, but- you're like if
1: you went to right prison, right before you
0: die. No, I'm not going to prison. I can tell you that.
1: Well, say so you had to go to prison. What's uh, your last meal?
0: Uh, I'm probably going to get a real healthy, really nice steak, the baked potato, a very dirty, like filthy, <laughs> dirty martini, four olives with the blue cheese <laughs> uh, in it. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have some broccoli with a little bit of, of uh, garlic butter over it and I'm gonna have two maybe three sizable pieces of bread <laughs> with butter. Your and I'm gonna face. sit there and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it and it's gonna be a long ass dinner. It's not gonna be one of those hey hurry up we gotta go no we're not hurrying through nothing. We're gonna I'm gonna eat this meal and then I guess I'm going to prison.
1: You're going to the Green Mile, actually. Yeah. Um, I think it's a proper we end here because I don't think you can get in a better mood than what I'm looking no, at right I'm now hungry. on the screen. No, I'm hungry. Trust yeah, me, you're in Nirvana right now. So let's. I'm going to give you time to think about that, and then I'll see you next week. All right.